No one ever got poor by giving. And I think that this is really fitting. Go with a mindset of abundance. Put things out there and you will, you will gain more things from, from, from the people around you as well. Welcome to Unscripted, a series of real stories from learning and development professionals. I am Eva Tiniakou. And I am Marta Camacho bringing you this podcast from L&D Shakers. In each episode, we get to know the story and lessons learned of a learning and development professional, finding out how they made their way into the L&D world and where they are today. Welcome everyone to our first episode of Unscript Podcast. Today is a special day and that is why we have a special guest. Welcome Ana Maria, how are you? Hi, ladies. I'm doing really well, and I hope you too. It's a beautiful sunny day, sunny weekend here in Amsterdam. So, uh, yeah, feeling pretty great. Yeah, I feel so pretty excited. What about you, Eva? Yeah, me too. I'm really happy. Really nice to have Jana Maria to our first episode. It's happening. Yes. It's happening. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yes, I can't contain my excitement. It's We're doing this. Let's do it. Yeah, but actually, Ana Maria, you know, a lot of people know you, but not everybody. So let me introduce you. Um, Ana Maria is the founder of the L&D Shakers community, an altruist, a connector, a community lover. Um, originally from Romania, uh, she now lives in the Netherlands. Ana Maria has an, ex an extensive uh, career in the world of HR and L&D. And currently, she's having a blast as a head of community advisor. Uh, she's uh, the one who brought us all together. And we want her to reveal some of her secrets and ideas, as well as explain how she created this community of L&D enthusiasts, in which we are already more than 1,000 members. So, Ana Maria, did I miss anything of this introduction? <laughs> wow, I don't know. I might if I think that that's me in a nutshell. So you, you did a pretty great job. Thank you so much for the really warm words, Martha. <laughs> cool. Ana Maria, um, let's start uh, talking about your journey first. So we are very curious to know where it all started. So can you share some things about your childhood years, how it was, when, where did you grow up? Um, share a little bit with us. Yes, my pleasure. So... Uh, Marta already mentioned I am Romanian. I was born and raised in the in the countryside in the Transylvanian hills uh, up until I was 18 and then I, I left for university in a city nearby. So there was just a lot of outdoor living, a lot of nature, growing up your, you know, our own vegetables and fruits and grains and there were animals, like chickens and pigs and cows. So the typical countryside that you can imagine and I um, have spent a lot of time in my grandparents' house before going to, to school. So I have really vivid memories of those early years. Um, like, I don't know, the time when my, my grandma would, uh, she would caramelize sugar and then she would add like finely grated walnuts in the melted sugar. And then she would create like with her hands, this kind of like small balls uh turn them into candy and she would ask me to go for look for tiny sticks in the in the backyard garden 
So she could stick the stick into that into that caramelized sugar ball, and then she would she would make lollipops, right? So uh, yeah, life was very simple and uh, slow, and uh, it felt very magical. Um, yeah, we weren't rich, but uh, it, it sure felt that we were rich. So the feelings the feeling was there. Wow, Ana Maria, simple indeed, but what a beautiful memory. Thanks for sharing. Nice. And uh, back then, did you already know what you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I wanted to be many things, I, I guess, like we all do. And I guess that uh, that also changes with time. And that's good because... Uh, Here's a fun one that I'm sure that you're going to like. Uh, when I was very little, I had a really long phase of wanting to become a nun and live in a monastery. <laughs> so it will all make sense in a second, trust me. Um, so yeah, my, my grandma, as I said, like she was a very religious person. Um, I grew up going to the church each Sunday and religion was just a strong part of their and also my life back then. And she was just so kind and serene and happy and I really associated that with that feeling with being a nun so so I wanted to be a nun and then um, that took a while but uh, I, I'm clearly not not a nun so uh, <laughs> some things have changed and then in high school we were we were taking part in like a national program to discover our our strengths and our passions and we attended what were two days of discovery activities and creative sessions and they were run by two amazing facilitators so that experience was really different and filled with energy and fun compared to anything else I knew before that so I had really no idea what a trainer was or what a facilitator was but I remember being hooked so I was just looking at them and all I could think was all I could think of was I want to be them Like I want to create experiences that change people because those days changed me. And I thought that is really awesome. They, they, they seemed like people magicians, right? So, so then I wanted to become them without knowing that there were trainers or facilitators. So I guess that if I compare it to being a nun, I ended up being more similar to this kind of high school idea of who I wanted to become. And it's, it's funny how life takes you to those places, although you don't really know what those places are. Yeah. Wow, that's an answer I think no one expected, the nun one. <laughs> really interesting. Um, so from wanting to become a nun to falling in love with facilitation and being in front of people and doing all this magic, and you ended up being the head of community at Butter today. Yeah. And we know that you've worked very hard to be where you are. So looking back, um, can you think of a piece of advice that you would give then to your younger self back then? Mm. Wow. Okay. That, this is a really good question. Also not, not an easy question to answer, right? When you have to give your younger self advice, but um, yeah, I guess that as long as I remember, I was a very curious person and I, loved to learn and like do stuff and get involved in different projects and extracurricular activities and contests and all that kind of stuff so as I as I started my career in, in HR years ago at a certain point I was really caught up in work and in traveling and really just performing and being good at that job and I lost 
some of the time and the energy that I needed to nurture that curiosity and desire to explore that was very defining in my life. And I somehow lingered in that almost zombie-like, I need to perform state for too long, I think. So now that I know with certainty that I need something in my life besides work, that is purely driven by passion. Uh, a project I can lean on to, experiment with, challenge my comfort zone boundaries. Uh, a basic, a project that I don't have to do for which I am not paid by anyone and where there are really no expectations of performance whatsoever. It's, it's about the joy of learning, right? So I guess that if I could go back and take one piece of advice from myself, it would be to really use this, the certainty that I now have as a compass almost that would guide the decisions that I am taking in my, in my professional life. That's such a great piece of advice indeed. And I can tell also myself by working with you how much you love experimenting and exploring new projects, new ideas that usually turn out to be very successful. Um, so yeah, I can, I can understand uh, where you come from, but also, you know, where you are today uh, on this. Is there uh, something though that um, you are not very good at? yet oh for many things yes <laughs> definitely many things that i'm not good at so first of all i cannot swim so i don't know how to swim and this makes obviously living in the netherlands surrounded by water somewhat of a risky lifestyle you might say right uh, i also can't drive i don't have a driver's license and if i were to think about the like the work related things i've close to no talent with with number related topics like statistics or measuring analyzing large chunks of data so I just I just don't get them I, I can't feel the data if that makes sense so I am also not particularly good at tasks that require just a lot of attention to detail and nitty greeting and staying there and really looking and finding and figuring things out. So I'm more for speed and break things and get creative and do new stuff. So uh, yeah, so here are a couple of things I'm not good at, uh, Eva. How about that? <laughs> uh, and do you plan uh, learning swimming or driving or getting uh, better with numbers and attention to detail? Or it's something so, that you've given up? <laughs> yeah, getting better with numbers. I don't think that's like... I. That's definitely not really on my to learn list, to be honest. Swimming and driving, yes. I keep on saying that I will get to that one day. It just, it just never seems to happen. So, uh, but it's there, it's at least on the list. Yeah. Nice, well, good luck with that. Thank you. Let I, me know uh, if you need help <laughs> with swimming. <laughs> I will, I will, yes. That, that's, a, that's a good, yet another reason, you know, like people are like, hey, but like, I, I can teach you how to swim. I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll get in touch. I'll get in touch, Eva. Cool. Th thank you, Eva. Actually, yeah, she's a good swimmer. I also love swimming. Um, I will be doing the competitions when I was younger. I love driving. So, hey. <laughs> there we go. We have a plan. But now I want to focus more on our community. 
uh, the LND Shakers, um, a community that you've created it's about one year and a half ago, more or less. Um, you have previously said uh, in an interview that this community started uh, from the need to connect with like-minded people. And yeah, I really have no doubts about it. <laughs> but my question is, why did you name it uh, LND Shakers? Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I really wish I could now stop and tell you a very inspiring story or on how <laughs> name came to be. But in reality, it, the process wasn't so wasn't so mystical or, or magical. So when we started gathering as a community at the very beginning, I think we were called LND co-learning community or or something very similar to that. So we didn't have a name, it was just a, a co, the idea was to co-learn, right? So to get together and co-create knowledge. And at a certain point when we were starting running events, um, I, I really felt the need to have like a, maybe a shorter, like more memorable name, like a snappier because uh, we were promoting this event. So it, it was becoming quite strange to say L&D co-learning community of practice, right? So then, uh, and the word shake, like shaking was very fitting, I thought back then. And I think that still stands true today to the type of conversations that we were having and are still having as a community. And I guess that's all around those, this idea to make things different, to spice up the work we're doing on a daily basis as any professional, to challenge the status quo, if you like. So I just guess that LND Shakers just felt a good, a, like a good name for us. And now it has a certain very dear ring to it because we call ourselves Shakers. So it's like, hey, Shakers, hi, Shaker. How are you doing, Shaker? So I, um, I think we, we nailed that one. Yeah. Well, that's also awesome nice answer. <laughs> we love it, actually. Yeah, and, and that's all right. If it's not a super crispy story, it's also a very nice one. And actually, um, talking about the community, I always see in the communities like uh, something positive. No, um, we all talk about how important it is to have a community, but I'm curious about the pros and cons. I will say more about the cons <laughs> than the pros because I see a lot of benefits. But I would like to have your opinion on that. Mm -hmm. All right. So I admit I don't think about the cons too much. So let me start maybe with the pros while mm -hmm. I wrap my head around the cons, right? So <laughs> <laughs> the full honesty here. Um, there are just so many pros, right? I, I guess that the thing about communities is that the more you give and the more you get involved, the more you take out of it. That's at least the experience that I have made. So playing an active part in the Anity Shakers has brought me in contact to, with so many incredible Anity professionals I would otherwise not have access to. So I am definitely exposed to the work they're doing in their corner of the world. And that is always so inspiring. I. Uh, I mean, you know it yourselves. We get to work mm -hmm. on really cool projects that we haven't worked on before. We really venture into this kind of pushing boundaries and doing things that are new and are taking us out of the comfort zone. So I feel really that the learning is so real and so powerful when you are taking this an active part of a community. And now 
maybe that's where the the cons also tend to show at times, at least for me personally, because mm -hmm. the work within the community is so rewarding that it's really hard to stop and put some distance at times, right? So we all need sometimes to slow down and recharge and recenter. And it, it, it feels at times that we're in this kind of roller coaster that speeds, but at the same time, it's exciting and it's fun and you wanna be there, right? So you wanna be in the action. And it's hard to, to step out of the roller coaster where you feel like, hey, I need to take a, a, a breath or a break from all this adrenaline. So I guess that for me personally, that would be a bit this, the con. It's kind of like, I need to stay in the roller coaster because I love it. And I, 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 uh, yeah, I don't know how to get off, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so there you have it. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually, I'm not surprised with this answer because, well, that's actually a pro and a con at the same time. Um, yeah, I feel it's coming because of the love that you have for our audience. And actually, I'm thinking that after meeting so many shakers, how would you define your, your audience, you know, the audience of the shakers? Hmm. Especially think about the people that are listening to us and maybe they don't know this community. And so... Or who is this community for? Yeah. So I get I get this question quite often. And I think I tend to go in like saying, oh, we're like 70% L&D people. And then we're like 20% HR and so on. But I guess that more like beyond the roles that we have, the works that we're doing, like our jobs, I see just so many creative people, like professionals that are not afraid to try out new things. I see generous people, uh, people that are sharing their knowledge, their talent, their time, their lessons learned with others, and they expect nothing in return. So um, every, every person I have the opportunity to talk to as part of the Alan Shakers community and get to know a little deeper, they either share many things in common with myself and the conversation just turns into this inspiring sparring chart, bouncing ideas back and forth because we're so alike, mm -hmm. or they share things I lack uh, personally or professionally and I would love having more of. So the talk just turns into this careful, inquiry and curiosity and respect for that other person's point of view if you like so I love this mix I find people that are so similar but at the same time I don't feel that we are in this kind of uh, how do you call it like almost like people that are like group think and they're all alike mm -hmm. because there's also so many different perspectives that the community members are bringing to the table. So I absolutely love this mix of both. Hey, we're alike, but then we're not. And there's the mm -hmm. diversity that keeps that learning and then sharing between us interesting and alive and worth spending time uh, on. Yeah, and I actually, I love what you say about, yeah, they love sharing. And I think that's something that I really uh, have seen in you. I think I mentioned before at the beginning that you were uh, altruistic, no? So we know how altruistic you are and that you really like to share your knowledge with the community. Then um, <laughs> that brings it to that question, no? what would you say to those who are afraid to share their, their knowledge? 
if there's people that are afraid, by the way, to share their knowledge, I, I really think um, some people, maybe some people that are listening now to us are thinking, yeah, I can't, I'm a little bit afraid about that. And, and if this is you, leave us a comment, by the way. <laughs> we want to know more about <laughs> your point of view. Uh, but first of all, Ana Maria, what are your thoughts on that? It's just, I, I guess that to a certain point, I, I kind of empathize with that because I think that I definitely looking back, I see parts of me at times that was not very keen on sharing. I'm not, I don't want to say afraid of sharing. It's more, I guess that from one perspective, you can have this viewpoint of like, who am I to share things? Like, do I really have something to share? Is, is my viewpoint valuable? Is my knowledge valuable to someone? Um, and I guess that might be one of the reasons why we often don't share our knowledge. And the second one I can think of is, and I definitely fell into this trap. Like I feel that I sometimes stumble across an article. It can be a tool. It can be something that I'm finding and I'm thinking, oh, it's, it, it feels almost like a treasure, you know, like a gold mine. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I really don't want to tell people about this because I'm keeping it in my treasure chest and then I'm using it and then I get to be better and perform better and so on. And I, I've been there. So I, I used to think like that before the LD Shakers. And then as part of the community, I somehow, it, that I didn't have to put a lot of effort for that mentality to change. It somehow for me happened very organically. Mm-hmm. And I found that when I started sharing, people started sharing back. So now often I share a thing and people are like, oh, this is really interesting. Thanks for sharing. I found something similar that relates to that. And that's a thing that I don't know, right? So I guess it's just this collective and it boils down to the same thing about community. The dynamics are very win-win. The more you give, the more you take. The more you share, the more you learn because something will bounce back at you. Like you put there a piece of knowledge, you put there a piece of a tiny treasure you found that would bounce back to you in a different form or shape, but it will still be value that you didn't have before. So it's this kind of exchange. And uh, I I would just encourage people to give it a try and Mm -hmm. see that. And actually I I read a a quote this week and I think it said something like, no one ever got poor by giving. And I think that this is really fitting. Go with a mindset of abundance. Put things out there and you will, you will gain more things from, from, from the people around you as well. Do you think that this win-win dynamic is also the... Um, what makes the Shakers unique? or what makes it so engaging? Yeah, so definitely, um, yes, I, I definitely believe that because I see there's a, there's a lot of sharing, like people are willing to, to open up their treasure chest of knowledge and it's, it, it goes even beyond the things we discover, like the resources that we have. It even goes as far for people to, I don't know, share their work, like the work that they've been putting into through hours and research and sweat and time and effort, right? So people are willing to share their screen and be like, hey, I'm working on this. 
has anyone got something to get me started? So then PDFs are flowing back and forth and people are like, yeah, I, I've worked on this. So let's have a chat. And I think that definitely it, that's something that is making the community so engaging and so successful. I also believe that reaching this state, if you like, was really thanks to the fact that Alan Shakers were was never really managed or owned by a single person. So even from the very, very beginning, the very first meeting that we had almost two years ago, it was Monique and I, right? And then, and mm -hmm. then we had the core team and then the events team and then the event catalyst. So there are so many people contributing to the success. And, and you know that because you're, are, you're a big chunk of that and you're putting in the, the love and the passion and the work as the same way that I do and other people. So I think that whether we're running events or bigger projects or asking a question that generates a conversation, I think that we've tried quite deliberately as a community to let people know that this is a platform that they can use as their personal learning playground. I say that all the time with every person I talk to about the Alan Shakers, I use these words. It's a personal learning playground and you can make of it what your imagination wants to make of it. So anyone can raise a hand, anyone can take initiative and ownership of a project. Uh, we don't look at metrics, at numbers, engagement. We simply look at what we can do to generate more collective learning and sharing opportunities. So I think there's a, there's a clear bias towards action and towards doing, learning by doing. And, uh, these are some of the reasons why I think this community and space is very special. Wow. Thank you, Ana Maria. Uh, maybe I have just one last question, and that will be, what are you uh, proudest of? You know, what, are you, what are you the most proud of uh, in this community? Uh, so I, I, I started off being very proud of my own achievements. Mm -hmm. So I started up being, oh, you've done that, or oh, you've run that event and you've never done it before. Oh, you facilitated that session and that was new to you. Because again, I, I, I use this platform to really push my boundaries. So there's definitely a, a side of me that was very proud of my own personal tiny successes because that's how I learned and grew and grew my confidence and my network and et cetera. And as we, as we grow in not necessarily in size, more like in um, the value that we put out there and the projects people are working on. I'm simply proud of this feeling that this community is this, it's not a person, right? Like the community is, is it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't exist beyond ourselves. So we are the community. Nevertheless, it feels like this kind of force that pushes people or inspire people to venture, right? So then there's people and they're like, oh, let's organize an on-conference. And there you have it, cats out the bag. We're working on something like that, right? Depending on when the podcast is coming out, that would probably be already promoted or not. But <laughs> and then there's you two and you want to run a podcast. And then there's uh, Claudia and Kelly and they want to run a book club and there's people running events and there's people bringing tools to the community. And um, that makes me very proud because I feel that we're leaving, we're letting, allowing this community force 
community spirit, if you like, to really push us to take action and do things together. Mm -hmm. Things that we would probably be unable to do alone, whether that's lack of confidence, resources, time, our job doesn't allow, whatever reasons, they suddenly become possible within the LNE Shakers. So I, I'm most proud of that, that the fact that, 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 that that's happening, yeah. That's a great answer to end this podcast, Ana Maria. Thank you very much for your time and for sharing your story. Uh, this was our first episode and we look forward to having more interviews with you. Um, we also would like to ask our, our audience to drop any questions uh, you have for Ana Maria in the comments and also to let us know um, who would you like uh, to see in our next episode. Thank you so much, Anna Maria. But before closing, we have one last question that we are oh. going to ask all our upcoming guests. And you are the first one. All right. Uh, yeah. And that is, what has been the major turning point in your life? Oh, a major turning point in my life. Oh, uh, hey, this is, this is an easy one. You've kept the best one for the end, didn't you? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I, um, I just feel that there were so many simply because I, I, I tend to just plunge quite often in the unknown and do things that I haven't done before. So each big project or new job, everything feels like a major turning point, right? If, if I look back, everything transforms me in, in, in certain way. But if I had to, if I were to pick one or two, I, I definitely remember my change in perspective, in confidence that I felt after the very first international summer school I attended in my second year of university. And um, I, I applied to it and I remember that there were, I think 30, 30 people selected from all over Europe and there were hundreds of applicants and uh, we were spending a week in, Bulgaria and we got to work like in a small group of people and and work together at the research paper so I studied psychology so everything was related to psychology and HR and um, I got I got accepted and then I really started freaking out because I knew that was the very first time that I had to be in a I don't want to say professional because we were at the university but in like a high stakes environment where I had to talk English. I haven't, I haven't learned English in school. I haven't took any lessons of English um, growing up. So my entire English is like learned from TV and reading and uh, watching movies without subtitles and all those things. And I thought like, oh, you're going to go there. And from those 30 people, you're going to be the person that probably won't understand what they're talking about. You probably won't be able to contribute because you won't be able to talk. And I haven't, it was the first time that I saw myself being able to do that. So I landed there and I was doing it. And I surprised myself and I was, that, the boost of confidence was just unimaginable. Like I came back and I felt that I can do anything I set my, my brain to. And I can achieve everything. So that was a major turning point. And the second one was leaving my country to move to Germany to work, to live and work. And it was, it was a tough one from so many points of view, like waking up, like literally waking up and 
in a, in, a, in a new house, in a strange house, in a strange city, with a language that you speak but feel don't feel very comfortable with. Um, and I remember leaving that morning and I, I wanted to go buy something to eat and I, I left the door and I was like, you can now go left or you can go right. Which way are you going to go? Because I had no idea. And it was just, I really felt like this, like the Dora, the explorer, like the person that goes exploring. And it was tough. It was hard. There was a lot of uh, crying, a lot of, what am I doing here? I want to go home. This is hard. And then there was so many small victories that added up and make it, made it all so worthwhile. So there you have it. I, I, two major, major turning points, <laughs> Eva. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing, Ana Maria, these stories and how you experienced them and how they changed you. It was really nice to hear. My pleasure. Thank you so much for the invitation, ladies. Thank you again, Ana Maria. And if you want to know more about our, net, our next sorry, uh, guest, um... stay tuned. <laughs> Take a look at the LD Shakers uh, upcoming posts and uh, see you soon, everyone. I, 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 can't, I don't want to let you leave without doing a tiny celebratory dance because this is the first mm -hmm. podcast and I want you to, to move it up and shake it up because it was amazing. So uh, I'm super curious to see where this project is going and kudos to you two for making it happen. Thank you, Ana Maria. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode. If you want to meet like-minded people interested in learning and development topics, join us in the LMD Sakers community. And don't forget to share your love by liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing to our podcast. See you in our next episode. <laughs> <laughs>